0: Oh, feeds the scrum. They win the scrum. Now they go to Cleary. Go charging through seven. There go. Got the try. Wow. He's screaming at the crowd. This is my home. He's screaming at the box, And they get around him, his teammates. What a moment. Oh, talk about a cherry on top. That was three tries ago. Now, Jamin Salmon has scored the try that has taken the Panthers to 50. 51-12 the scoreline. 51-12,
1: 51-12, the scoreline at that stage. 53-12, it ended up Panthers v Raiders, which makes the bloke I'm about to talk to very happy. Scott Sattler, part of the SEN Sports Day family, joins us on the show. He's a regular on the show, usually on a Wednesday. Scott, you're happy. I'm not, mate. I've adopted the do- the dra- um, the Dolphins, sorry, and they got a bit of a clip from the Dragons, 38-12. So uh, you were on the right side, but I was on the wrong side of it. What do you make of the weekend's results in
0: the NRL? Yeah, amazing. Duff, amazing, to be quite honest. Um, I, I, on the weekend, we saw some finishes, some amazing finishes. We saw a draw in extra time in a game that's played out in uh, Western New South Wales, a place called Mudgee, a, a, a beautiful part of New South Wales. And That game was 32-all, and that went into Golden Point. They still couldn't score a point. Then we saw um, a couple of other Golden Point games. The way they finished was, was just simply amazing. Um, there was the... A couple of blowouts, your Dolphins, yeah, got a a lesson by the Dragons who really needed a win. And then that game you just heard, the Panthers, where they've scored seven second-half tries to to beat Canberra at Canberra, which is pretty difficult to do. So, but a couple of the finishes, the golden point finishes, um, sorry, one, the golden point finish to to finalise round five was amazing. The Bulldogs, field goal from the sideline, really hard angle to kick from and Matty Burton was able to ice that game to, uh, to beat the Cowboys, who were one of the competition favourites, the Cowboys. And then the finish between the Warriors and Cronulla was just insane on Sunday afternoon. It was a penalty to Sean Johnson for the Warriors. They came back from 20 mil down and all squared up with about 10 seconds to go. They got a penalty, and in driving rain and wind, he kicks a winning goal, but then right on full-time off the kickoff, Cronella had an opportunity to to um, to bring it to all square and take it through to gold point and he missed the Hines last year's Dalian medalist. So yeah, there was just some amazing moments over the weekend.
1: So um, I know how this works in AFL. Talk me through how it works in rugby. So if the scores are level at full time, we go to extra time, yep. which is how
0: five minutes each way. Five, minutes each, five way. minutes each way, yep. And or until a, the first team scores a point. It can be a field goal, a penalty goal, or a try. As soon as that happens, game is over.
1: Yep. Um, okay. And then if that doesn't settle it, then we settle for the draw. Is that right?
0: We just get Both teams get one point each.
1: Wow. So amazing set of fixtures, really, wasn't it? They were, they were either one-sided or they were absolute thrillers over the weekend. Yeah,
0: they were. They were. Now, the, the, the Dolphins have really captured everyone's imagination and they really needed to in the first few rounds to, to be able to go up against Brisbane who really dominates southeast Queensland and the way the Broncos are going, um, Wayne Bennett has done a great job with the Dolphins, but they're always gonna find it difficult that they've got a couple of a couple of injuries, a couple of key injuries. And that's what's happened to them. A couple of suspensions, a couple of injuries and their depth starts getting eaten into. Now that happens with a lot of clubs, but unfortunately the Dolphins didn't they didn't recruit to a point where Um, they had some real marquee players in key positions. So um, they're going to struggle for the rest of the year, which is expected when you're first year into the competition. Um, But they've done a great job to start off the season. But, yeah, the Dragons taught them a lesson and they've travelled to Cowboys in Townsville, North Queensland this week, the Dolphins, so it doesn't get any easier for them.
1: And uh, often what happens when you have a second team come into uh, what becomes a two-team town, I noticed this when uh, Fremantle joined the AFL, and uh, it does sharpen the uh, established team's footwork up a bit. The The Broncos aren't going too badly at the moment.
0: Undefeated, yeah, five from up five, and oh, know. And they've um, got this really good young, fast, I'm going to say really good arrogance about the rugby league team. And then they've got this sprinkle of experience as well. A little conductor by the name of Adam Reynolds, who won a comp at South Sydney in 2014 as a 21-year-old. Now, you know, nine years later, he's um, he's you know he's 31, and he's um, he's just piloting this team around the field beautifully. And the young guys are just following him like he's like the Pied Piper, and and the way they're playing is really exciting as well. They're the best flat row in the competition, um, and they've got two of the best strike centres in the competition. So. Yeah, you're right. You have to find something extra, but especially off the field. From you know, when you're sharing the commercial dollar and also fans, and you know, fans are going to buy two tickets, two memberships, or they're just going to continue following their one team. And and Brisbane, if, you know, funnily enough, and I don't know what Western Australia's like, Duff, but Queensland, funnily enough, they just love rugby league. So they will be a lot of Broncos fans that will go to Dolphins games as well. Um, I'm not sure if that happens over there with with West Coast and the Dockers, but. Um, yeah, they're a funny old bunch of Queensland Rugby League fans they're, they're pretty tribal
1: I, th- I think there are West Coast fans who go to Fremantle games, I don't think it happens the other way around, one because <laughs> w- w- Fre- Fremantle hates West Coast I- and I think the other thing is West Coast has 100,000 members so even if you wanted to go yeah. if you're a Fremantle fan you wouldn't get into the 60,000 seat stadium but um, mm. um, so they're a massive club, hey are you seeing patterns emerging yet Scott, are we seeing who's likely to be strong and who's likely to contend
0: Well, there's four teams in the top eight at the moment who didn't even make the top eight at the end of last year. Now, we're only five rounds in. That doesn't mean too much. But the teams that are bringing up the bottom of the ladder are, funnily enough, some of the competition favourites, like your Souths and your Cowboys. Um, Now, your Parramatta Eels are always in your top four. So they're all bringing up the, the bottom sort of five or six teams of the competition at the moment. The really good teams don't panic too much. The ones that know that they're good when they need to be good at the back half of the season. They don't panic this much, but they, internally as a coaching team, they'll be saying, listen, there's a few things, a a couple of our standards that we're not getting right at the moment, a couple of our values, we need to tidy up on those. But when they get all their their key players back, a lot of these players, especially like the Cowboys, a lot of these clubs, they'll come good when when they need to come good. Um, The teams that are used to playing finals that are sitting in the top eight at the moment, it's really easy to fall in love with yourself. So they've got to be able to manage that as well and balance that. So uh, the patterns we're starting to emerge is we, we may see a couple of Smokies that, that will form part of that top eight. I think most notably the Broncos, who everyone said may make the eight, may just miss the eight. I think they're a definite top four side, unless they lose a couple of key players. If they're a top four side, they could win the comp. They could win the comp easy. Um, what we are, the trend we are seeing, Duff, is that there's no standout team. You know, the last three seasons, it's been Penrith and everyone else. And before that, it's been Melbourne and everyone else. And everyone else sort of has a win here and there and picks up a premiership. But this year is the first year for a while where there's just dead set, no stand outside that should be the, the outright favourite.
1: What are you looking forward to this weekend?
0: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing whether the Bunnies can get back on in the winner's circle. Um, yeah, the Easter weekend is a really big weekend in rugby league. The Good Friday clash between the Bunnies and the Bulldogs is always a really spiteful match. Uh, that's played at 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Easter shows on as well in the same precinct, so it's a it's a really good good match. I can't wait for that clash. So see where the Bunnies can get back on the winner's circle. And, um, and if they get four or five games in a row, they're going to be one of the teams the end of the season. Everyone's going to be looking over their shoulder at
1: and uh, the Panthers versus the Sea Eagles—that's a bit of a, a family one for you.
0: Yeah, no, well, so, so the Panthers, obviously, my old club, and um, now, Sea Eagles is the club you hate. <laughs> sea Eagles is the club that I hate the most. So uh, yeah, I was brought up by my, by my father to despise the uh, the Manly Sea Eagles. So two weeks ago, it was South Sydney who beat uh, Manly, who are the team that I that I followed ever since I, I could walk, and um, and Penrith is my adopted favourite team through playing with them, and. Um, yeah, so yeah, Manly were one of those sides last week that were part of that thirty-two all draw against Newcastle out at Mudgee. You just you don't want to get with Manly at the moment; they're rock solid diamonds.
1: Scotty, always great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll look forward to your insights on the NRL as the season goes on. I might get your thoughts on the competition expansion when I talk to you next week. Uh, I was going to ask you about that today, but we're we're running short on time. But thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Dust. Scott Sattler, part of the SEN Sports Day family and our NRL expert on Mornings with Mark Duffield on SEN. We'll take a break and be back to close up the show after the break.